What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast, live from the ping pong room at the new uh, Commercial Appeal offices. Still waiting on that podcast studio to be completed. Uh, I'm joined by Drew Hill, our Tiger basketball beat writer. And Jason. the best ping pong player at the CA. Okay. Uh, okay. Jason Munns, the number one contender and our producer. And uh, I'm Mark Giannato, CA Sports columnist. Another big week for Memphis Hoops since we last joined you. Uh, Precious Achua committed, giving Memphis another five-star. Uh, Penny did a, a victory lap of sorts and and did not shy away from any of the expectations that now come uh, with this monster recruiting class of his. And um, Memphis, I think, officially cemented its spot as the number one class in the country. Hold on, Mark. And you totally left out that you started a radio show yeah, but, as well. But we want people to listen to the podcast. They're the still going to listen to the podcast. They get stuff here that they can't get on the radio show. Well, yes, Giannato and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN, 2 to 4 p.m. weekdays. You should listen. Have uh, you re- did you rehearse that? that? That rolled off the tongue. Like, God, you got to get that down. you got to get the I call mean, letters yeah. down. WNBC. WNBC. Um, but, no, so, and then also, we almost buried the lead here. There's now an opening on the Memphis basketball coaching staff. Sam Mitchell, no longer a member of Penny Hardaway's staff. Let's start there. Drew, what does what can what insight can you give into Sam Mitchell's departure, and where do you think Memphis goes from here? Well, it's interesting. There are so many funny Sam Mitchell stories, and most of them can't be told on this podcast. But um, it just seems like with Sam, it ne- it wasn't really a great fit for him. College basketball wasn't. Um, the best fit for him, and and maybe even Memphis might not have been the best fit for him. Um, I know when you talk about sort of the recruiting and some of the other um, aspects of the game that Sam had not really been a part of, he definitely wasn't as uh, tuned in, I guess, or, or in touch with a lot of these guys that the players are recruiting. I mean, he's a guy that because of his reputation – was obviously uh, valuable for Memphis. Um, that's not to say he wasn't valuable, and he's a good coach. He's proven that he's a good coach. He's a former NBA coach of the year. But the fit wasn't necessarily right, and uh, you know, Sam has done a lot of analyst work on TV, has a really smart basketball mind, and fits very well as an NBA coach. I'm just not sure that, uh, that Memphis and college basketball was necessarily the right fit for him. Well, and I hear Tex-Mex restaurants are the future of the restaurant business. True. And, and Sam is apparently investing in a Tex-Mex restaurant chain. Uh, what was it called? Barbarossa? Something like that. Something, something like that. Ever, um, so before all these press, conference, Mark, press conferences from Penny, Mark almost always asked me to go to lunch beforehand, and it's almost always a Mexican restaurant. I'm a big Tex-Mex guy. So Yeah, I am too. I, I love it. We're gonna have to get on the Barbarossa. Track. Well, that's what's well. What's great? I mean, we'll we'll see if he starts a Memphis franchise. I wanted him to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, investing in a uh, new startup called Chipotle. Um. <laughs> I mean, I think the best side dish in all of food is chips and salsa. 
Well, it's not a side dish. What I love, I wish every restaurant, I've joked with people that every restaurant, like they serve bread or whatever, even at like a steakhouse, I would prefer if they just brought out chips and salsa. Chili's Mark, does it. This is a basketball podcast. Okay. Well, let's, let's be clear about Sam Mitchell. Penny Hardaway said yesterday, Sam decided to leave the staff. And he wished him well. He said they're going to still be friends. He's still going to call him and talk to him. He, he still views him as like a brother. A big brother yeah. Like a big brother. I'm going to be honest. I don't see someone willingly leaving the number one recruiting class in the country and a guy who coaches big men leaving coaching the number one recruit in the country who happens to be a center. I think this is much more Penny deciding he wanted to go another direction than Sam deciding, you know what, Tex-Mex is my future. Um, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, and so I don't know if we'll ever get the true, the full story of what happened here, but my guess is Penny decided he wanted to go in another direction. And what that direction is, I don't know. The name Miles Simon has been thrown out there. Dan Wolken of USA Today was the first to kind of mention it. Sounds like there's mutual interest, but it's by no means a done deal yet. But Miles Simon checks off a lot of boxes in terms of what Penny wants. Um, he was an assistant for the Lakers last year with Luke Walton. He coached AAU basketball in California, coached the California Supreme EYBL team that two years ago had eight Division One players, including Bull Bull and Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son. Um, he's worked at ESPN. He's been on TV. Uh, he's coached with USA Basketball. Seems like it would be a good fit for this staff. But I think they're going to look at some other options, too. And it sounds to me like, you know, whereas my initial inclination was, man, maybe Penny wants another former head coach, you know, to help him with the X's and O's. But the sense I've gotten over the last year being around Penny, whether whether it's accurate or not, he's very confident in his X's and O's. And I don't think he views that as something he needs to fill on his staff. And I don't think there's any question Penny understands the game. You yes. Know? There, I mean, there's no reason to doubt his credentials when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I think he's seen, with this recruiting class, his NBA pitch is working. And while Sam Mitchell didn't recruit, being able to say we have a former NBA coach of the year on our staff is a very attractive thing when you're recruiting potential one-and-dones and guys who have NBA aspirations. And so maybe you're not going to get an NBA coach of the year because I don't know how many of those are just out there floating around. But getting someone with an NBA background, I think, is what Penny's going to go for here. That, that, that would be my guess. And he said he wants to fill it by June 3rd, which is when all these kids report to campus for summer school, which tells me he's already been looking, the wheels are in motion, and we could hear, we're going to hear about a new hire sooner rather than later. Yes, I would agree. I think, <clears throat> like, honestly, if you have to go through the background check process and all that, that could take as long as a week. So you could, we should... You know, I expect to have at least some names thrown out there by the end of the week, to be honest. Um, and so, and of course, there is already a, a few out there, but with Penny's network, he's going to find somebody relatively quick. People are going to be lining up to come try and coach the number one recruiting class in the country. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, 
I, I think that they'll make a – I'm pretty confident that they're going to make a hire that fits their brand and, and is going to, to work out in the long term. And here's what I'll tell you. Within 15 minutes of leaving that press conference on Tuesday, I had messages from two different assistant coaches asking me how they could get involved with this search, including one from a, pow, a, a current Power 5 team assistant. Um, this is a very desirable position and job with the profile Penny has given the program uh, in terms of, and you know, even if, even if like, to be quite honest, whoever they hire, like, Penny is going to be the lead guy on recruiting and recruiting these high-profile prospects. But being able to attach yourself to that, I mean, like, a lot of us, it's a very good thing you can put on your resume. Like, I, you know, I'm with the number, I, I helped procure the number one recruiting class or a top five recruiting class or a one-and-done prospect. And so Penny's going to have a lot of options because of what he's accomplished over his first 14 months on the job. So you guys seem to think that it's it's gonna, it's pretty much got to be somebody with NBA. I don't think it's got to be. I think that's what Penny wants. I, I think that's on brand, too. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to – you don't want to – Go away from what's working right. Like now. I don't think Penny wants like some twenty-four-year-old, you know, you know, young assistant with at the college ranks or like a nothing. mid-major guy who's on his way up. I, I just don't think that's what Penny wants. I don't think. I think he has, to be honest, way better options than that. And I don't think he necessarily wants a former head coach who's not going to contribute anything on the recruiting trail. Or, not, or or you don't think he wants something like what we saw Jerry Stackhouse do this past this past week going and getting a high school coach that uh, so here's the thing like you know, it's funny like there's a lot of you know like for instance like Faraji makes Faraji Phillips the Whitehaven head coach who coached Matthew Morell on big Memphis target in 2020 he got hired by Jerry Stackhouse at Vanderbilt makes total sense because it gives Jerry Stackhouse an in to Memphis. Penny doesn't need an in to Memphis. Like, he doesn't need to hire anyone from Memphis because he controls Memphis himself. He doesn't and then you got Mad Lock, too. He doesn't need an in anywhere because of his connections in the AAU scene. Right. Yeah, but, but I think, like, I think, for instance, like we mentioned Miles Simon. Like, while Penny is obviously a name and, and Penny can get you in the door anywhere, I do think he needs people who can – if he wants to continue to recruit nationally – He's gonna need. Some, he, he has Mike Miller who helps him there. But we, you know, let's be real. I don't know how long Mike Miller is gonna be on the staff. You know, chances are, after next year, Mike could very well become a head coach somewhere or join an NBA front. Like you don't know with Mike how long he's gonna be on the staff. And so you need some other <clears throat> people who have that national reach if you want to continue recruiting nationally. I just don't think – I think in Memphis, Penny is enough. Penny's going to control Memphis. But I think you need more than just Penny if you want to continue recruiting the way you just did with this class. And that's what I think Penny knows too. And that's what he's going to try and get with this this assistant coach hire. Um, so it'll be fascinating to see who he ends up hiring. It'll be fat. Honestly, Matthew Morell's recruitment just got a lot more fascinating uh, with Faraji Phillips getting hired at Vanderbilt. Um, I always thought Faraji would end up on the Memphis staff, I'm going to be honest, because Faraji and Penny are very close. Faraji used to coach with Team Penny. Um, and so 
that'll be a fascinating dynamic to watch in 2020. But let's talk about this class, the 2019 class. Um, Because like I said, since we last did the podcast, Precious Achua joined, and Penny has called it, and James Wiseman also called it, the hardest recruitment Memphis had. Um, And so I want to – Penny was on Jeff Goodman's podcast, uh, Stadium Stadium's Jeff Goodman, and and Goodman asked him to compare all the kids in the recruiting class to people like NBA players. So here's what Penny said: He said James Wiseman is like Chris Bosh. He said Precious Achua is like Aaron Gordon. He said Boogie Ellis is like a blend of Jason Williams, white chocolate, and Lou Williams. Lester Canones is like Clay Thompson. Damian Ball like is like Rajon Rondo. Malcolm Dandridge is like Dwight Howard. And then DJ Jeffries is like a mini Kevin Durant. Do we have the NBA All-Star team coming to play for, for Memphis next season? Is that I, what I'm we putting have? my column on commercialappeal.com. I mean, if even half of that comes true, oh my gosh. We have Team Durant. <laughs> we have Team Durant coming to play for us next year. Um, but obviously he's very excited about this recruiting class. With, with Jaden McDaniels committing to Washington um, the other night and over Kentucky, it, it officially cemented Memphis. In the Memphis. middle of the night. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that, midnight. It was, that was, about, that that was, was probably, It was probably 9 p.m. his time. It's like, you know, prime time in, on the West Coast. That's strategic um, for sure. Well, he's like he's been a guy who's always kept a low prof- profile. But um, it cemented Memphis as the number one recruiting class. Um and Penny did a press conference yesterday. And it was one hell of a press conference. We want all the smoke. It's going to be on T-shirts, I'm sure. As I think already someone's put it on a T-shirt. Um, he said, this is Memphis. We don't bluff. We want all the smoke. We want everything. Um, he is not shying away from the expectations that are coming from this class. What did you make of his press conference yesterday? What do you think this getting this recruiting class means for Memphis, Drew? I mean, it's obvious that this means, you know, that they're going to be a contender next year um, for a Final Four. And as of Monday, they were 12-1 to 1 at the Westgate Superbook to win the national championship. Hmm. And, I mean, to think that after watching the team last year, that that's where they would be, is just crazy. And I think Penny walked up in there, and he he said, "Our swagger's different. We're different. You know, we want all the smoke." I mean, he came in there and he brought the heat yesterday in front of a jam-packed room of a lot of reporters and uh, maybe a maybe few. maybe a few other people who I have no idea how they got in there, but they were there. <laughs> and he let it fly yesterday. And I mean. As a, as a guy who writes about Memphis basketball, as a columnist who gives your opinions on the, on those types of things, you know, it was pretty fun to watch. And if we get swaggy Penny all year long, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of sound bites to go around. Well, he was swaggy Penny last this past year, even with a team that yeah, knew wasn't like going to be that good. Not like this, it just, it just wasn't as loud. It wasn't as pronounced because the team – you know, wasn't quite there to back it up. But with the expectations and the preseason rankings that are sure to come and now the odds of winning a national – I mean, being in the conversation. I even thought he gave a good answer when asked about, like, how the 
how the returning players felt about all this, like Tyler Harris, Alex Lomax. I thought he gave a great answer. He basically said, I believe he used the phrase "iron sharpens iron," yeah. uh, but basically, if that they if they're thinking negative thoughts, then they're not really the players he wants. Um, he wants guys who are ready to be competitive and to compete. And uh, basically said, if you're upset, tough luck. Like, (laughs) essentially. Which says to me that that's what they're telling him. If if they weren't all on the same page, he wouldn't be saying that. Like, well, and it's interesting because I had so I had James Wiseman on my radio show uh, on Monday, and and Penny talked about this too yesterday. But Wiseman mentioned this group text that all these guys have. Uh, where they're all talking to each other, and I'll say this: Wiseman is saying all the right things, and he's saying if we, you know he's saying if we swallow our ego, if we leave our egos at the door, we can really achieve something special this year. And I think that's a good sign if the number one recruit in the country is saying that sort of thing. You'd hope the others will fall in line as well. And Penny's on board with that. That's what he mentioned as well. On yeah. Top of that. No, it's it. It'll be fascinating as this develops. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Of I course. mean, with this many high-profile recruits, and you're asking them to take on roles that, you know, like you're asking some stars to become role and players young, this year. And, and you're, you're young. young. Yeah. Well, because that's the other thing that's interesting. Penny was asked, are you done recruiting? And he said, I don't know yet. And, <laughs> and that, so I turned around. Because there's a, we should mention, um, Jeff Goodman has speculated that, or I believe began the speculation that uh, Rajon Tucker may not graduate be, may not from graduate Rock, and therefore would not be yeah. able to be a graduate transfer. Right. So um, I tried to sort of maybe sneak around asking about Rajon Tucker, who he's not allowed to talk about, and ask oh. about the scholarship situation in yeah. Penny. Anyway. Oh, he called my bluff immediately. Yeah. He's like, oh, scholarship situation's good. <laughs> I was like, Damn he, said, it. he said it a couple of times, yeah. and and then even like laughed at himself and looked at you and said, "I, you know, not to avoid the question, but, <laughs> right. but I'm but, but I'm avoiding the question." question. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it'll be fat. It'll be interesting to see what happens Good with Rajon. They yeah. could use Rajon on this roster, having an experienced guy like that. But it's sounding the if the speculation is correct, he's probably not going to end up in Memphis. He'll probably end up staying in the draft, and. That means they'll probably try and get one more person, whether it's R.J. Hampton. Is it R.J. Hampton? Is it another grad transfer? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't rule out Kyrie Walker, maybe. Uh, I mean, they've been on him about trying to get him to reclassify. It is really late in the process. But, yeah, but do you, want, do you want another freshman wing? I think, to me, unless you're getting a top-five guy like R.J. Hampton – who also fills in, you know, something of a need, especially if Boogie Ellis isn't quite ready to be your full-time point guard. Um, to me, I would want—I I would want another experienced guy for this roster. If I'm—if I'm thinking like Penny, I'm thinking let's let's push this scholarship to the to 2020 and get someone who might be able to like who might be able to push this roster or over even the to top, de- or even to December and take a yeah, transfer take a trans- mid-year transfer, yeah. Um, that's how I'm thinking. I'm not thinking. Let's bring in another high-profile freshman, unless it's R.J. Hampton. Is it wild to anybody else that it was like three weeks ago? I think the headline on the podcast was even "Can Penny sign three one and dones?" That we're still considering that a legitimate possibility that R.J. Hampton would be 
still in 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 play. For, and he is still Memphis. in play. He is still in play. Yeah. I don't think Memphis is the favorite, but I also think this staff is capable of anything. I think they've proven yeah. that at this point. So <laughs> well, this is this is a great quote I thought from yesterday from Penny. He said, "I think everybody thought it was going to be a show when I took over, and thought it was just going to be local kids." And I was going to have a problem recruiting around the country along with my staff. They definitely underestimated what we can do. And then later he said, I think we shocked a lot of people. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, well, it has been a show. It's been a very entertaining show, I yeah. must say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the same I say a show in a good way. I'm saying show in a good way. I mean, this, right. has been, this has been one heck of a ride, and we haven't even started the season. We should So some other tidbits that came out of the press conference – Memphis is going to the Bahamas to play four games August 12th through the 19th. Um, me and Drew are going to have a uh, duel, uh, no holds barred uh, throwdown to see who gets to go for the CA. Falls count anywhere? Yes. 24-7? Just falls count anywhere. Let's not get ridiculous. Um, and then he also mentioned Malcolm Dandridge, who had knee surgery recently uh, to to repair an MCL, I believe. I thought it was meniscus. Meniscus. Maybe. It's not an ACL. No, yeah. It's not like a super major knee surgery, but it is significant in that Penny said he's hopeful Malcolm will be ready around November-ish, I think is what he said. Yeah. But that if it takes him a little longer than expected, a redshirt is a possibility for Malcolm. But he does Dan not want to redshirt him. He made that clear like that. The plan is right now is not to redshirt. It's, yeah. If they have to, they will, but... And then other news, David Winget has committed to South Dakota State. Antoine Jones is committed to Creighton. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, yeah. No other tidbits. Any, anything else? Any other takeaways you had from yesterday, Drew? I hope we get more press conferences like that. <laughs> I really do. I want that all year long. That was like Jeremiah Martin, I'm the best player in the conference level. Like that, everyone was better than that. Yeah, come on, it was better than that. I mean, you you guys weren't there. That was in Orlando, but in the moment, everyone like was looking at each other like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like (laughs) they had that same feel yesterday. It was, I mean, that was a ton of fun for sure. Well, it'll be fascinating to see what happens next with this team. We'll be back soon. Uh, probably when they make an assistant coach hire, I bet we'll we'll be back to break it all down for you, um, and then yeah, then it, it we'll see if things calm down. Maybe they won't. Maybe Penny will add R.J. Hampton, and we'll go through all this hysteria and excitement all over again. Um, I want to know what those odds will be if they add R.J. Hampton. Yeah. Like twelve to one now, you got to think it goes down to like eight to one at that point or something. We'll see. They'll be they'll be a top five team if they add RJ Hampton. That's for sure. Um, well, till next time. I was Mark. I was joined by Drew and Jason. Thanks so much, and uh, give us all that smoke. Yeah, bring the chips and salsa next time too. <laughs> <laughs>